And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Here. I'm not sure if I can be heard right now or not, uh, but this will serve as the front end nationwide podcast this week. And the special guest is you. Uh, thanks everybody for joining. We've got a pretty good crowd out there. Um, and as, if uh, your your trusty host here can figure things out, we'll uh, we'll get started. Um, I think y'all can hear me. So some a little bit of news today. Andrew Peak and Nick Blankenberg. Uh, we knew this before, but they are officially on the Team USA roster for the World Championships. You may have seen our story yesterday on Alexander Texier. He's playing in the Worlds as well, which is a really good sign, both the organization and his agent think uh, that he will be back uh, playing. Nothing, nothing guaranteed certainly and i don't think he's even been asked this yet uh but both the blue jackets and his agent think it's a really good sign that he wants to play hockey again and the expectation from them is that he'll be ready to go next fall so certainly hope that he is doing better uh than than he was some, some tough months there for alexander texier should also let you know that i had a nice interview with kirill marchenko the other day uh yesterday in fact with his agent I'll just keep Passing info along here as, we, as I figure things out here, um, and uh, boy, what a what a uh, what a pleasant young man he is! Big smiles, extremely excited and happy to to come to Columbus. Um, and I have to say, he he said as as um, many do that he's worked really really hard 
on his uh, English, and but it's still a little uncomfortable doing an interview. But I got to say, there were four or five, maybe more times during our chat um, that he continued that he just just answered the question straight up in English and did a really good, really good job. Um, so, so I don't think that's going to be an issue for him much at all. The other thing to note, and I think this is interesting, you assume these guys are going to have quite an adjustment period to the NHL and he will. Um, but his is not going to be because of ice surface, because the team that he's played on the last couple of years in Russia, SKA St. Petersburg uses NHL size ice. Um, so he's pretty well used to that. In fact, said he prefers, uh, playing on it. So. So I thought that was an interesting, an interesting uh, thing. So I'm going to try to bring some people in here. Um, if you have a question, hit the request to speak button, uh, and that'll put you up on the stage, and then we can we can draw in questions. I think that's what the, I think that's what we're looking for here. So if you got a question to ask, hit the uh, request to speak button. And I believe that will highlight you, and then I can I can bring you in here to ask questions. We've got 76 people in here, uh, maybe more. No, we got about 100 and, 104 people in here, so we've got a uh, pretty good crowd. Um, and I, I, someone named Aaron P., which I swear isn't me. Um, what are the chances? Um, so yeah, if you've got a question, hit the request to speak, and we'll get right to you. All right, here is Eric E. Eric, can you hear me? I can hear you, Porty. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Go ahead. A quick question for you. Mm-hmm. We talked about there's in your article you talked about where there was like like we have to trade a forward or two to yep. make a roster. Who who do you see as tradable? And um, and thank you for all your coverage over the years. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. My pleasure. I mean, it's a tough question because I and this is what we've talked about like. I don't want to say that that getting to today has been the easy part, but I think you could say that it's been the easier part uh, to trade veteran players, to add draft picks, to do what they've done so far. It's gone very well. Now I think it gets a little harder. Now that the the choices become a little more, uh, I don't want to say, tedious. Maybe they become a little more. You, you got to put some names on the table now, and I, you wonder what that may look like. So much of it is going to be market driven. Um, you know what, what what's out there for them? What are teams looking for? Who do they want to dance with? I, the one thing we've talked about is this team adding toughness, size to its lineup. Somebody that can protect uh, some of the other guys on this team. I, it's not a fighter type goon type player that we we saw yesteryear. Uh, but a guy that has that element to his game, if, if needed. And if you don't have it, you need it. If you do have it, you don't always need it, as dumb as that sounds. It's almost like a nuclear arms race, uh, obviously much less serious. Um, so, you know, what are teams looking for? Would the Blue Jackets move, uh, you know, some of these guys that had career years? Would they move Roslovic? Would they consider moving Bjorkstrand? I mean, these are names that I think for a lot of people would be hard for them to to see get traded, but that's how it's probably going to be. I'm not saying those two for sure, um, but you've got to give to get, and they're at a point now where they've got some 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 pretty solid pieces, guys that are either bona fide NHL players 
or certainly have shown uh, that they're on a track to become that. Um, so do you give up some of your relative youth to add, you know, some veteran players and some size? The dog's chiming in here. Um, and I think those are, those are questions. So I don't have names for you, and I'm not just going to throw names out there. Uh, guessing, I, I think we'll see that as the summer moves along. Um, but they've got some movable assets, and it's 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 going to be fascinating, I think, to see what part of the the uh, roster they target. Um, so that's probably not the answer you're looking for, maybe definitive names, but that's probably the best we can do at this juncture. Uh, let's try Nick S. Nick, can you hear me? Yes, Porty, I can hear you. Thank you. Do we know anything more on Texier regarding what kind of conditioning he's been doing since he left the Blue Jackets at the beginning of the year? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, do I – I don't personally know. My sense is that he has been skating. He's ready to play hockey, uh, as seen by him joining uh, the, the the team from France on in the world. Um, we'll get a better idea there. My sense is he continued to work out and he's continued to skate, but I'm I'm not sure – how far behind the eight ball he is on that, but he's got all summer to catch up. Um, if that's the case, I do believe in speaking to Yarma about him. He said that he's continued to, to work out and stay in shape. And I, I don't think that he's the, I don't think that's been an issue with him historically. Either. I don't think he's a guy that needs to be pushed. If, if you know what I'm saying. Thanks for the update. Yeah, no problem. No problem. All right, let's go to Chris P. Chris, can you hear me? Hey, so we set the record for most goals given up this year, as well right. as scored. But how much of the, the goals given up was just a young back end, small back end? Or was it like, would they have something to do with losing our coach beginning of the season and bringing McCarthy in? And maybe he didn't get a chance to set uh, his, you know, his tempo and everything he wanted with these guys yeah. early on. What do we think about that? Yeah, I, I, you know what? I think it's a, and this is a tough question that they're going to have to confront this offseason, what they think it is, too. Is it youth and inexperience? In other words, can this group get better uh, just by having another year to see what went wrong, bigger, faster, stronger? Um, ostensibly, you hope that that's how it goes. Um, I, I, my sense is they're going to do more than than just that. I, like, I don't think they think that that is enough. I And, and I think you also have to consider this. They, they love Blankenberg, and he's not going anywhere, right? And can you have a back end with Blankenberg, Bean, and Bogfist? Like, uh, undersized, small, fuck, I don't know if you can, just being honest. Um, so I, I think the – I wouldn't be surprised if if you realize how much they love this Blankenberg kid to see very soon there be the top pair of Wierenski, Blankenberg, a second pair of Gavrikov, Peak, and I'm not sure – what the third pair looks like, but I don't think you want it to be small and small. Um, and so I, I, I don't think you can say this definitively. It seems plausible to me that one or one of Bogfist and Bean, one of those two probably moves along, if not this summer at some point. Um, and, you know, they, they need size back there. They need toughness back there. I think they think that's the fix more than, more than just waiting for this group. I don't think anybody's going to land on that as, as the answer. And you know what? Let's just be honest here too. The goaltending has got to be better. has to be. 
Um, I don't think this was an easy team to play goal for this year, especially in the early part of the season. They did give up a ton in front of their goalie this year. Um, and so that has to be fixed. But the goaltending has to be better, too. And that's that's Elvis. That's Tarasov. That's that's whoever comes back, uh, whoever's part of this um, as a as a the third guy. As they end up using three every year. Uh, I think it's I think it's myriad things that, that have to be considered. They're also a man-on-man team where if you watch them play in the defensive zone, uh, they track man-on-man. They don't do zone, with, which so many teams do. And I think that's been an adjustment for some guys as well. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, let's go to let's Kevin go to Z. Kevin Z. What you got, man? What you got, man? So uh, my question is related to the draft this year. So last year we had uh, three first-round picks. This year we have two, pretty high up, hopefully. Um, I was hoping if you could speak maybe to kind of the draft philosophy. Do you think the Jackets go best player available, or are they going to be looking for a specific need like a defenseman, maybe a shutdown defenseman? How do you think Yarmo kind of approaches the two picks we have this year? Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, well, thanks. And they'll find out in they'll five days if they do have uh, two picks this year or if it's two next year. Uh, May, 10 uh, May 10 strikes me as, strikes the, me as the first as the big first day of the season, season for the Blue Jackets. To answer your question, I think it's the best available player always. Now, I think there are certain positions you look at, and it's like this in every sport. In the NFL, it's quarterback, it's defensive end. It's the the uh, the shutdown cornerback in the in the NHL. It's centerman. It's top defenseman uh, more than it is wingers. I think this team is still hyper focused on centers. I think they found a good one in Cole Sillinger. I don't think they yet have a certain view of who their other top six center would be. Uh, Kent Johnson has played a lot of wing and not a lot of center the last couple of years. Does that change? Um, can they wait for that to change? Roslovic at times at times this year looked really good. Um, is that a guy that they 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 can rely on in really big games, playoff type games? Um, I think it's a question they have to ask. I think if if all things are equal, you take the centerman. If all things are equal, you take the defenseman. Um, if, if but if there's a winger you absolutely love, I think in in that range that that the one through 12 range you talk about, you take the player that, that your guys love the most. And I think you worry about the position after the fact, this team's got a ton of wingers. I still don't think that would stop them from taking a great winger, but the focus, the desire that that center ice position is so, so valuable. And they're so hard to find if you don't draft them, that that, that would probably win and win the day uh, this year as well. All right. Thanks, Kevin. All right, we're going to try Jonathan R. Jonathan R., fire away, man. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Oh, doing well, doing well. I uh, didn't catch the very beginning, so I apologize if this did get asked, but I specifically wanted to ask about free agency, specifically going along with your center position thing. Do you think there's any interest in Nazem Kadri? I know the Jackets are always very selective when it comes to free agency. They're very good about not overpaying guys and finding like gems. But I was just kind of wondering if that might be a guy who adds some of that 
toughness that we talked about needing and everything like that? Yeah, it's a good it's a good question. If you are if you're acquiring cadre through free agency, you're spending a lot of money. And to me, that's a question that that they'll get out of the draft uh, before they before they they come to terms with that part of it. In other words, if they can. If they land a, a, the third pick this year because Chicago gets them up that high and they get a guy that they think can be ready in a year or two, um, then I would say they're not going to invest big money in free agency. That would be my sense. Um, yeah, I, and I love Kadri for the thing for the two reasons that you – he's a centerman and he's, he's tough as hell. Uh, he's actually mm-hmm. – he actually freaks people out because he's been on the other side of toughness too where – He's got himself into trouble. I'm okay with that too. They might need a little bit more of that on this team. Um, so that's a name certainly. And when they get through the draft and, and you sort of reevaluate where they're at depth chart wise, uh, I mean, last year they came out of the draft thinking, yeah, this Cole Sillinger kid, they didn't want to tell anybody. They didn't want to go there and put too much pressure on the kid. They thought he could play right away, right away. And you're not going to win a playoff series with an 18 and 19 year old. Uh, first and second center, but you you can boy you can set yourself up for the a really bright future if you can nail those those two positions in successive drafts. Um, Kadri would be a today signing, and I, I don't think this team's going to be a major player in free agency. Um, but again, I, I think we should get through the draft, get through the trades that are made at the draft, and let the dust settle there because it could be a whole different uh, landscape at that point. Sure, absolutely. And then one other thing, um, just kind of an idea I had for you guys, uh, either you or anybody at the Athletic, because I'd love to to get if you ever took the time to kind of do a deep draw, deep dive into the actual drafting success of different GMs, just because I think that it'd be kind of interesting to see. Like we talked about Yarmo being kind of like a scout and all that kind of stuff. I'd just be curious yeah. to see how many of his guys have actually worked out that well with first rounders. I don't think it's been great to be honest um he's actually in my opinion had better success later on in drafts so i'd just be curious to see if he ever did a deeper dive into that you know what's um always been interesting to me and it sounds a little blunt and amateur scouts don't like to hear it but the answer to who's really good at the draft is nobody like you look go look there hockey hockey db is great for this um you can go back and look at every team's draft some people pull jewels out here, here and there, left and right. Some teams go on hot streaks. But there are – every team's got those ones that just make you want to bang your head on the desk. And if you think about it, you're drafting 18-year-old kids. I'm not making excuses for them. But the NHL draft, really, in terms of, of recruiting and, and evaluating players at that age, it's the same as college football recruiting. That's that's those that's the age you're talking about. And if you think about how volatile that is, all of the five stars that turn out to be no stars and the two stars that turn out to be five stars, that's what the NHL draft is. It's not the NFL draft where you've got three years of like big time minor pro experience to evaluate these guys and they're twenty one, so they've got they've got some maturing done in that time, you would hope. The NHL draft is wild because you're drafting 17 and 18 year olds, and that is just so hard uh, to predict. It, it's not even so much the first round. Like you and I could go to a a junior game wherever, 
and the best of the best of the best is going to jump out of it at us. Like the can't miss kid. It's the little things that scouts look for. It's the, you know, the skating, it's the, the decision-making away from the puck, these sort of things that they evaluate that so often decide how good the guy can get. But yeah, it's, it's, I love stories like that. If you can figure out a way to fairly quantify it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks. Jonathan. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right. Uh, John M., go ahead. I'll try this a second time. Sorry about that. Thanks for doing this, Gordy. There was a lot made this year about guys who have uh, have had personal bests, whether it's goals or total points. And I just wonder how likely it is that um, we can expect the same next year. It just seems um, so many guys had career years. Is it reasonable to hope for them to be as good or better next year? Yeah, it's a great question. I, and I think it's I – mean, I don't think any of these guys had years. A lot of these guys had years that you hoped they would have eventually. Like Bjorkstrand, I think, had finished with 28 goals. Um, Corrali had a, a year beyond what he'd ever had in Boston. He also had an opportunity here beyond what he ever had in Boston. There's no reason to think he's not going to have that opportunity again. Um, and I think a lot of guys fit it fit into that situation where the opportunity was here uh, that hasn't been there for them in the past. Boakfist has never played this much. My God, Cole Sillinger has played more games this year, stealing a stat from Jean-Luc Grandpierre here, than he did in the previous two years combined. And I know you're not specifically talking about him, but just the opportunity that these guys had this year. Um, So, I don't think any of them are so outlandish that you you shouldn't expect similar production. But I think one of the mistakes that teams make every year is is just assuming that everyone's just automatically going to have 10% more production than they did the year before. Um, if so-and-so had 15 goals this year, they're for sure going to have 18 next year. Everyone's going to get better. Well, some guys are going to regress. That's just how, how she goes. Um, and so you should be prepared. For that, I, you know, I liked what Brad Larson said or acknowledged that this doesn't always. It's not that it rarely goes in a straight line; it never goes in a straight line. So, as as fun as this year was, and I think this year was more fun than a lot of people would have anticipated. Um, it doesn't mean that there aren't going to be some challenges and frustration in the next couple of years as they work out these these growing pains. Um, 
and they've got some, as we discussed earlier, some really big moves uh, to make. And some will work great, and some some may not. But it doesn't always go in a straight line. But you know, I I don't think you look at a guy like Corrali and say, no way he can do that again. Maybe Boone's goal numbers are a, a little bit higher than you would expect, but I mean, he's, he's had 30 goals before, so it shouldn't be, I guess, that big of a surprise. But to me, he was the one guy that sort of was playing, was producing maybe more than I had anticipated. Line A, I think there's still greater heights for line A. If he can stretch that incredible six-week stretch he went on uh, to eight, 12, you know, 14 weeks, this is a guy that can score 50 goals in this league easily. And, and the, the skill around him is increasing and is only going to help. So, yeah, some guys are going to regress. Some guys might explode. Um, that's part of the fun of it, the unpredictability. All right. Thank you. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Uh, I've got some chat questions here. Um, it looks like some good ones, too. Um, how This is from... Looks like Jaso S. I'm not sure if that's Jason or 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 Jaso. Uh, hey, how big of an issue do you think Roslovic's poor faceoff percentage is? Um, yeah, it well, it's 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 not great. It's uh, something that that needs to get fixed if he's going to continue to be a top six centerman. But I, when I look at all of the major strides forward that Roslovic took in the last 35 games. Um, Boy, that was really impressive. I mean, I, uh, I I think he surprised a lot of people with that, with his two-way play, with just how, how much smarter he was with the puck. The, the face-off percentage was not great. That's one of the things you really miss with Boone. Um, when Jenner and Corrali were, re- were both out of the lineup, boy, it was, you know, who do you turn to? Um, so that's got to get better. But that, you know what? When you think of all the strides that he, he made, I don't want to say that's an easy fix. But that's something he can work on and get better at. I don't know if they'll ever be – some guys just are what they are there. I don't know that he's ever going to be like a 55% guy. But if he can push that number closer to 50, um, I think the Blue Jackets would be pleased with that. Um, this from Chris B. Aaron, who is your pick to win the Cup? Well, that's a tough one. I mean, you know this isn't going to be popular, but I think it's really wild how really there's been so little hoopla about the two-time cup-winning champs. Like, it almost feels like you get to six, seven teams before you even get to Tampa Bay. And uh, sometimes I think I think it might just be them again. Uh, if it's not them in the East, I'll go with Colorado in the West, who I've been wrong about for three years now. I'm going to stick with it till I'm Tell him right on that one. Let's go to Ben H here with the question. And a reminder: if you uh, if you want to ask a question, um, you can do it this way with the with the text, or you can hop on and uh, and put yourself in queue, and I'll try to get to you. Is the re-signing of Line A locked in? Is the question Ben H asked? Um, and I don't know about locked in, but I, I think I think all signs point to that. Uh, I was thinking about this today and talking to a couple people. I think if you're the Blue Jackets, I think it's important, and I, I think you want to get this done sooner rather than later. Line A is a restricted free agent, so you can qualify him 
And even if he applies for arbitration, you can be guaranteed that he's going to be your player next year. Um, I just think you'd, you'd kind of want to just, why even bother with all of that in the perfect world? And so often it takes that 11th hour to get something done. But how great would it be if, if you're the Blue Jackets who want to re-sign line A and you've got this, you've had this trouble with contracts and, and players in the past. I think it would, would, uh, would be a triumphant moment. Certainly if they could just get something done with line A before it even got to qualifying offers, the, you know, applying for, for, um, what's it called when you, what am I looking for? Uh, arbitration. Um, it, it certainly, you don't want to go through arbitration because nothing fractures a relationship quicker, but I think it's the sooner the better. I don't think it's locked in, but I think line A is sincere in wanting to be here. I know the blue jackets are sincere in wanting him. Uh, so typically in situations like this, things get done. Um, but until there is ink dried on the contract, um, you don't, I don't think you could bank a hundred percent on anything. Um, we've got a couple more in queue. This might be me asking a question. Aaron P tell me you're not my alter ego. This isn't Aaron Portsline, is it? It is not Aaron Portsline. No. Okay. Good. Good. You don't have to <laughs> reveal yourself, but, but, um, I'm glad it's working yeah. well. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so my question had uh, to do with Elvis and how much uh, do you think um, the loss of Kivy affected his play? I, obviously, you talked about it a little bit earlier with uh, the, the defense was not great in front of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and Elvis even touched on it too. But is was it part the mental game? Was it part defense? And was it just part him not playing well? Or is he still yeah, the goaltender of the future here. Yeah, well, I, I think he is. I think he's the goaltender of the near future here. I think Tarasov is the goaltender of the future future, if I may. Um, it's really hard, and I would not want to to uh, step inside Elvis's head and put a percentage on on how much was this or how much was that. Uh, there's no way that that he was not affected by by the loss of his great friend Matisse Kivlaniak's. Of course he was. And and when I spoke to him before the season, he was in such a good place with that. And he wanted to have us, he wanted to play for Kivlaniex. Uh And I think he honored him with his play. I think he, I think he's meant to do that. And I think he did. Um, but, you know, the, the Greek, and, and I, you know, I, Yarmo said this about Alexander Texier. Um, there's no timeline for grieving. And I think that applies to, to Elvis as well, it, it you know it's not like you close one stage of grieving and just move on to the other. Uh, sometimes you find yourself back a few steps, and and you know it's hard. And I I was um I was shook when I when I listened to him talk about uh, the cannon affecting him, the fireworks affecting him. Um, you know that 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 that's uh, that's real stuff. And yeah, so there's an effect there. Um, it could just be mental fatigue too. Uh, he was the first time number one goaltender in camp. That's a challenge. I mean, that is, he played 59 games. I don't think he played that many games in Columbus before this year. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't think it'd be fair for me to say this is why he didn't play well or that's why it's hard to measure the impact of grief, but I, 
I feel comfortable saying, of course he was affected. Of course he was affected because, um, you know, that's his countryman, that's his, his dear friend and a, a teammate. And to and not only to, to lose that player, but to witness uh, that player's death would, would be something, you know, who are we kidding? You don't ever get over that. How do you ever get over that? All right, thanks, Aaron, for that. Let's go to, to uh, Todd J. Todd J., go ahead. Two questions. Um, first one is, if Chicago were to win the lottery, do they have the option to say, we'd still rather have next year, so go ahead and take it? Um, and then secondly, has there been any guidance from the Blue Jackets, or do you know anything with the players of Russian descent going back and taking the risk that they might not be able to come back next year with visa issues? Uh, so to the first one, Chicago does not have that option. Okay. I think it was about a m- month ago I poked around on what is the what what, what was the the terminology? What were the words used in this trade? And it's it's not has the option to it's it's in the event that Chicago picks first or second overall they shall give their pick to Columbus in 2023. Um, so it's not up to anybody. And I'm not you know it, it, this is such a fascinating topic because. And it, we rarely see things like this, but however it falls is good for Columbus. It's varying degrees of, of good, I should say. There's no bad outcome to this. They're going to get two first rounds this year, two really good, a really good player and a good player for sure. Um, or they've got a chance at Bedard next year, um, depending on how good Chicago is. But yes, if Chicago ends up one or two, it's not an option for anybody. It's automatic. Columbus gets Chicago's pick next year instead um and for your other question you know those players are going home many of them are there already uh spoke to kirill marchenko he's coming here in july talked to him just a a day or so ago he's coming in july for development camp um, which is interesting because i was initially told he probably wouldn't um he's coming to development camp july 10 i think it's july 10 to 14 and by the way uh, people listening to this it'll be it'll be told elsewhere as well but that development camp this year is going to be at one of the suburban chillers, I believe Chiller North, um, because Nationwide Arena is, is undergoing more construction. Um, so development camp, if you live on the north side of Columbus, it's going to be easy for you uh, if you if you want to come out and watch that in the dead of summer. Um, I kind of love development camp because it's so freaking cold in the rink and it's so hot outside. Uh, but that is going to be, I think it's at Chiller North, um, but it's in, in the second, second week of July. Marchenko will be here. <laughs> Uh, for that, they're going home. Um, some of these guys know the the process. They know to get started early on their visa. Um, Marchenko's is going to be a challenge as well. Uh, I, you know, they're not telling these guys not to go home. Um, I'm not sure these guys would listen, even if they did tell them that, because because this is their off season. Uh, but I won't be surprised if next fall, if if there are some challenges, because um, obviously, you know, things are kind of. I think the nicest way to say it is unsettled over there uh, right now. So that's kind of a stay tuned, I would say. Thank you. I would assume that means that the agents for the players have an increased role over the summer. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the Blue Jackets have a have a really smart guy uh, who does this um, and understands how all of the red tape works. Uh, His name is Peter Lovins. And he's he is all over this. He's dealt with more embassies than 
than the uh, State Department. Um, and and he works to get guys out. He understands how it works and he knows how to fast track the process. Um, but it is a process, and sometimes it's it's not as easy to fast track as you want. And at wartime, I mean, come on, there's a lot of other things that the uh, Russian government would be focused on, um, and they may not be too excited, too excited to send some of their players back over here anyway. So um, expect headaches, but you know. And wish for the best, I would say. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you, Todd. All right. How about uh, Paul B? Paul, go ahead. Hey, Aaron. I apologize uh, if this question has been asked already. It kind of came in halfway through. Sure. But I'm curious. It's with the fast track of uh, Cole Sillinger and Kent Johnson to the NHL and things like that, you know, and potentially get two more top end forwards this uh, upcoming draft. Feels like there's the Jackets are creating quite a log jam at the forward group. Yep. Do you have any sense of what or any idea what do you think they might do to solve that? Because it feels like we're going to have to say goodbye to some people, you know, some current players that we really like. Or would yep. they be better off possibly trading those picks and, you know, for some established player, a veteran that, you know, maybe a high-end center, a big defenseman? What do you think? Sure. I think it'd be hard for them to move that pick because that's going to be a real difference maker. I think their 12 should be seen as in play. Um, and I think they could move that for – but I, even if they do that, they're going to have to move some forwards because, as you noted, these guys – Kent Johnson's going to be here next year. Uh, Cole Sillinger for sure is here. They've got too many forwards. I, you got to be careful with this. I'm not saying they're too talented because they've got a long way to grow in, into being among the more talented teams. They're a long way away from that. There's a lot of growth that has to happen. But they've got too many players that need to be in the NHL who are NHL worthy, and they've got to sort that out. And that's that's coming. That's coming at some point this summer. Probably the draft you look at, probably shortly after the draft, um, and whatever they can't fix, remedy there. Um, maybe they remedy through free agency with a purchase, maybe. I don't think free agency is going to be a big player, but they're going to have to move some bodies this year. And forward is the is the spot um, where they've got to create some space. So keep your eye out for that. And they're going to be named players. you got to give to get. And, and so... Yeah, Yarmo's going to have to make some tough decisions and and trade some established players, but this is sort of the next step of the reset. Um, mm-hmm. So, thanks, uh, thanks very much for the question. Um, this is from Philip B. Aaron was wondering if you could share a bit about your journey as a sport. Well, that yeah, that could be a long uh, a long chat, um, but let me just say the dressing rooms still are not open. They probably will be next season. They are in a lot of sports. Um, right now, I think baseball's got their dressing room, their uh, clubhouse open, I should say. Uh, so that's the next step for the NHL. But it is so much better now without Zoom. Um, I think, I hope you're noticing that the stories are getting a little bit more um, textured and nuanced and deeper uh, because it's not just five questions tough. We did the best we could. The players, uh, we're amenable, and I appreciate that, but th- that was tough, tough, tough sledding. Uh, time for two more questions. 
Jordan Z says, hey, Aaron, just wondering if you know anything about Corson Kuhlman's first year at Wisconsin and how the organization might be thinking about him. So uh, they're still extremely high on this player. He got off to a slow start this year at Wisconsin, had a really good finish, was one of the better Big Ten defensemen uh, the second half of this season. Really, really good. I think he's probably got another year or two at Wisconsin, but this is a big dude who can move the puck um, and should be seen as a top four guy for sure. Uh, so that is exciting. Another thing to consider with Borensky, Blankenberg, Peak, Kuhlemans, you might have four Big Ten defensemen on your back end, which is that is uh, that is really something. Uh, one more, Andrew N says, are you heading to Finland in November? You know, I don't know yet. That's next season. We got some things to work out between now and then. I would sincerely hope so. Uh, the Athletic has always been committed. You pitch a story that that uh, is worthy, and you're off. I mean, I went to Finland a, a few years ago to do a story on Jarmo Kekalainen. Um, we've done lots of travel, international and otherwise, uh, for great stories. So I should I should think that will happen. I hope there's a ton of Blue Jackets fans there as well, because that is. Boy, that is a really neat thing to be in a foreign country and see a bunch of people supporting uh, your hockey team so far from home. And there are now a lot of Blue Jackets fans in Finland. So, hey, people, thanks for uh, joining in here. I really, really appreciate it. Sorry we didn't get to all the questions. We're going to do this again. And I think we may do it um, also when big events happen. Because uh, I like this this format. I, I think... Um, I think we can we can do this on in big moments where they make a big trade or the night of the draft even. Uh, we could do some some uh, have some conversations like this. Really helps me to know what you guys are thinking about. I try to anticipate that with the stories that we write and publish, um, but it certainly helps to have the feedback. So I do appreciate it. Um, thanks so much for joining us. We'll do this again real soon. And thanks for being part of the first CBJ live room. Talk to you later. Take care. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.